but I'll, I'll say this i'll trade this thing in next year and go to something else you know like, oh, when, <laughs> whatever play in the field. i'm just i'm just letting everybody know like you know what i'll get what I'm, we're gonna get what we're Is gonna the, get he's like know? on rv tinder right now hi everyone i'm stephanie and i'm jeremy and we are the authors of where should we camp next and where should we camp next national parks this season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. It's the second episode of the ninth year of the RV Atlas. Stephanie, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You've been going from meeting to meeting to meeting. Like, I feel lucky yeah. that I have you right now, to be honest. <laughs> you have that look like you just came off three meetings in a row. I, I came off a lot more than three meetings, but... <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> Trying to get into the into the different headspace. <laughs> well, let's get, in, let's get there. Let's get to that different headspace. Um, we have four objectives for today's podcast. So I'm going to tell our listeners, and I'm going to tell you. That sounded like I was still in another meeting. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be too busy. Four objectives. <laughs> I want our listeners to know what we're going to do this episode so they can decide if they want to listen. And of course, they, they will decide to listen because we love our listeners and they're very they're very loyal. So let's talk about why we didn't buy the RVs we didn't buy. Okay. This is a follow-up of last week's episode. Then let's talk about all the reasons why we did buy the Grand Design 2800BH and talk about you know some of the things that were hang-ups that we don't necessarily love. Um. Then after that, we'll come back and talk about modifications that we want to make. We've actually already started making a couple, but I think over the next six months, we're definitely doing some mods on this one. And I've never really been in that, that mentality before, but with this RV, there are things I, I just want to add. That's such a ridiculous statement. We've done so many I mods. I didn't say we haven't done mods. <laughs> I said that you've dragged, my point was you've dragged me kicking and screaming to do mods in the past. And now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do really. It. I drag you know you it's been a joke on the put podcast. in the like, Truma Aquago like... and oh, I don't the know. Aquago right. not so much, but um, and there's just solar. Certain... Yeah, but and now water we've... filtration. Now... But look, we've done all those things over the years. Now I can't live without them. Yeah, the first time we did them, I, I was know. like, "Well, why That's are we going to do that?" Right? Yeah, uh, and then actually in the last short st- segment, we'll come back and we'll talk about um, some modifications that people in the RV Atlas group on Facebook are going to make this year too. Because I asked in the group, like, what modifications is everybody making? And 50 or 60 people answered with the mods they're making. And it's kind of interesting Ooh. because there would be, like, eight or nine people who said they were doing the same thing. So it's almost like certain mm-hmm. mods become on trend or on point. They're or, trending, yeah, sure. Of course, you see it other places. Yeah. And easy for people. So. Okay, so let's dive in and let's talk about the RVs we didn't buy, okay? Because in the last episode, we teased everybody. We said, here are the five major contenders. And then we revealed on social media that we bought the Grand Design. Imagine 2800 BH, which we are not saying is the perfect RV that has everything we want, but has just a lot of what we want. Um, so, Stephanie, why didn't we buy either a Jayco, Red Hawk, or a Greyhawk Class C? I think uh, we stayed 
true to something that we've told people over and over again over the years and just one of our guiding principles in like this area of RV purchase is that we've always wanted to sort of minimize, you know, not like to the very greatest extent, but sort of find that sweet spot between the money spent and the money left over to enjoy the actual hobby, right? So (laughs) the actual hobby for us is RVing, like camping, going places, traveling. And we've always been really careful about pushing that budget over to the point where it feel like we feel like that expendable income part of our budget gets limited because we're paying so much for the RV that we don't get to maybe take the trips that we want to take. Um, and, you know, as we talked about it, the more we were just like, that's the issue here is no matter whether we could, right? This isn't yeah, everybody's budget. We could budget get is a different. loan for a motorhome. Yeah, like the monthly, right. like the monthly payment could is, or not. Yeah, the monthly payment, like when I looked on paper at the monthly payment, I was like, man, that's brutal. Like, I just, I'm not going to yeah. be happy writing that check Because a lot of people, month. right. Yeah, it's just that kind of like car payment, like, like fancy car payment or whatever. And so the whole thing was just like, you know, at the end of the day, um, it was just kind of like, we don't want to do that. And it's not just about, the money that you spend on the rig. This is another thing that we know very well being in this industry is it is just more expensive to maintain and care for a drivable, a motorized uh, than it is a towable. And something that we've always loved about having towables is that just the maintenance cost over the year for everything, insurance, oil, you know, like you don't have to pay for those oil changes. The tires are more, you know, there's so many things that are just more affordable. So we are just more comfortable with that financial decision. And I think that, look, I'm 47. I'm hoping I'm getting wiser. I think it's important in life to be able to let go of a dream. I, I, that sounds crazy. Um, but I think it is because like I, oh, I, I say all the time, I've always dreamed of having a motorhome, and maybe we still w- will one day, but maybe we won't. And that's okay. Like, it's totally okay. Like when I was uh, in eighth grade, I wanted to play first base for the Yankees and I, I gave up that dream. Right. Like it just wasn't I, something that was, I, this is that this is a little work. dramatic. Okay, buddy. This is the problem is you always act like every decision is so like. I think buying, I think buying new like, RVs, I think it's a very freighted decision for a lot of our listeners. But it shouldn't be because honestly, that's, I've said that over the years, like you can say all you want you're shopping for your forever or you're not <laughs> like seasons change and this is not a home. Um, and you really probably will want to change the RV and you should make financial decisions accordingly, right? Like you don't want to get yourself in a situation where changing the RV to something else that would work better for your family is a financial problem. Like you don't have to make decisions when you're 47 about what RV will be good for you when you're 60. You just don't. Don't push it, you know, don't pressure yourself into it. Like enjoy the season of life that you're in now and let go of all of the nonsense. This is not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's an RV. <laughs> okay. So didn't get the motorhome. We also did not get the Rockwood Rue 233S uh, hybrid travel trailer. And I think a lot of people in our group, when we were sort of teasing everybody about our five major contenders, I think a lot of people did not take us seriously that we were considering a row because very few people voted for that in the poll I put up. Um, And a lot of people kind of made comments like, oh, yeah, you'll get sick of that real quick. I just didn't take it seriously. (laughs) I I cannot stress enough that buying a Rockwood Rue was a major 
contender and something we we talked about probably the most uh, the other one at the top of the list really way uh, over absolutely like, the second the motorized yeah for sure why okay, didn't so then, you do you go ahead and say your reason well, and then i'll say yeah, mine i i i um i can't quit white horse rv center man like i just can't i can't i don't want to start over at another dealer where i don't know anybody i mean i know everybody at both of the locations for white horse you know i know the yeah. service managers i know the owner um we've bought a lot of rvs there and that really matters you know like if in this day and age yes yeah. right now for the landscape of this industry now it matters and if he, he used to sell Jayco hybrids and we've looked at Jayco hybrids over the years at, at his dealership, but Jayco doesn't make hybrids anymore. If he still yeah. sold Jayco hybrids, we, I am, oh my God, I might've bought one because first of all, like the price is great. You know, like you can get a hybrid in the low 30 thousands right now. And that's, that's super appealing to me. Our, our grand design imagine was in the low 40 thousands to spend even $10,000 less. Um, it would have been super appealing to me. And I know a hybrid is a little bit tougher, maybe in in the winter or like late fall when it gets colder. But you could you can a you can make it work, or b we can just go like on a cabin camping trip. Like I'm just not worried about that anymore. You know, like we want to go out on a trip, we're going to go out on a trip. Um, I think we could make the the roof work, and if not, we would just camp some different way. Well, I I think that it had to get off of my list because actually I think it's the perfect RV for our family right now camping. Although somebody did mention the no door and yes, but the bathroom is a lot bigger than it was with the Ember with not having a door. So I did feel like even though, yes, it wouldn't have the door, you could do curtains, right? Like which are nice on the hybrid, you know, beds, um, but also I could just change in the bathroom. So like that wasn't a deal breaker, although yes, it is a valid thing to point out. It threw people um, off. The deal breaker from we, Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, just I had mentioned that. Yeah. So it was a valid point. But um the deal breaker for me is that we use RV so much outside of the camping space, right? Like you're in the RV right now recording this podcast. Um, and we just do that so much. So Having a hybrid set up in your driveway is not the same <laughs> as having a hard shelled travel trailer set up as a workspace, as a guest, you know, quarters, all that kind of stuff. I, I've been using since the Imagine showed up in the driveway 10 days ago. It's been my office every day. Uh, and I've, I've gravitated out here. You've got a nice setup in the basement. For some reason, you don't want me sitting right next to you while you're working all day. I can't figure out why. Um, but I have used, I have been in this imagine every day as my office. And then when I think of all of those days, I'll use it, uh, hundreds of days during the year. And then all the camping trips will go in it. Then the monthly payment seems like a bargain to me. And also yeah. this would be a super comfortable guest house. I mean, like we have room in our house for friends, but if somebody wanted a little more privacy, um, this is perfect. Like the, the alternate uses of the hard walled travel trailer definitely beat out the hybrid for sure. Good point. Now, All right, the, what's next, the next one, the next we did not buy, obviously one of the grand design momentum toy haulers. And I can't stress enough. They're really nice. Fit and finish is really nice. Design is really nice. Um, why did we not buy them? $20,000 more than they imagine for one thing. Um, that was a big, big thing they're not they're not cheap toy haulers grand design actually just came out with a simpler um less expensive toy hauler really stripped down um but these are definitely more expensive also i don't want to tow something wider and taller 
you know, I've towed a lot over 12 years and the towing experience matters a lot to me. I wanted something that I was super comfortable towing without you in the car. If I take the boys on a boys trip, I'm going to the dealer to get something worked on. And um, look, my instincts on that were right. This Imagine tows incredibly nicely. It's, it's like towing's a pleasure. If you get an RV, you're comfortable towing. Towing can actually be a fun part of the experience and not a stressful part of the experience. And I just remembered some of that stress I had towing the toy hauler. And I, I didn't want to have it again. And then also that bedroom up at the front that's on a slide out makes the tongue really heavy. And I do mm-hmm. just feel like over time that wears on the tires. Um, it just makes it a less pleasurable towing experience to me. So those were the reasons we didn't go with the Grand Design Momentum toy haulers, though they, they're they super cool. Really, really like them. Yeah. And I knew that you'd be like, I need a new truck, <laughs> right? Because that's what everybody's dads are like, oh, it's fine. And then they get it. And then they say they need a new truck. And I was not going down that road. I was n- I'd already been our first toy hauler already put us down that new truck road. Uh, got rid of the 150, got the 250, and I was like, "We're not doing that again." So and that, I and we still have that 250, right? Truck. Oh my god! Yeah. Like not yep. having the truck payment is fantastic. I look forward to the day when we don't have the RV payment. I didn't tell you this, but I sent in the first payment for the Imagine, and I sent in a bunch <laughs> extra. Like I sent in, I good sent for in you. like an That's extra three hundred bucks or something because I, like, I want this yeah, thing you paid can't. off. <laughs> Oh, people, you can't actually pay an oh RV God. for 12 years or whatever the loan. length of the loan is. You'll be like, it'll be like six <laughs> RVs so later and you're still yeah. paying off the loan. Okay. So then the, no. the other one, it really came, did come down to two RVs. It really didn't come down to the Rockwood Row as the second choice. The Rockwood Row is just like the second category. Um, the, the Winnebago, the Winnebago Mini 2801 BHS, which also Whitehorse has. Similar floor plan with some major differences we talked about in the last show. When I drove to Whitehorse the first time to look at them, I was certain I was going to like the Winnebago better. It had the pantry, it had the sink in the outdoor kitchen, uh, it had the rear, um, it had the rear receiver for a bike rack. I mean, it has a couple major things that the Imagine didn't have. Um, but the, I, I just got to say it, the fit and finish was tighter on the Grand Design. You know, just all the, the trim, the little things, the way the cabinets open and close, like just the things that are almost hard to explain, but just the feel of the construction. And look, I'm sitting in this RV right now. I have no idea what problems it's going to cause me or what problems it's not going to cause me. I don't know. So I'm, I'm <laughs> You're not in the honeymoon si- period. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I just want everyone to know I'm not sitting here saying this is RV. The build is amazing on this RV. I don't know. Been in my driveway for 10 days. I'm just saying what yeah. I could see, what I could deduce, what I was able to to kind of touch and feel felt better made than the Winnebago. And it's not a knock on the Winnebago. The Winnebago seemed fine construction wise, but there was some trim that just didn't look like it was put on as, as, as nicely and walking into the grand design, like every little thing felt pretty precise. Um, so I felt like the team that made it that day was better than the team that made the Winnebago that day. And, you know, honestly, look, you know, Stephanie, you know this, like the components are the same in so many of these RVs. The floor plans are the same in yeah. so many of the RVs. And honestly, what, what a lot of people don't realize is it comes down to the skilled labor making it. You know, like is the team mm-hmm. in the factory that day a really good team as opposed to at the other factory with the other brand? And, you know, 
I, I don't know. I'm not the only one yeah. saying this about grand design. It just, it just feels like fit and finish is good. And I really wanted mm-hmm. the fit and finish to be good. I also like the really retro seventies interior and the Winnebago mini had a, a much more lighter interior, which I think is in more fashion now, but I'm almost getting sick of the lighter interior I don't interior know if that's, already. yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, the RV industry happens to jump on a lot of trends as they're going out the door. And the same thing happened with that, like farmhouse, like that was never my personal style. I mean, we just got renovated a house over the last couple of years and you're not going to find any modern farmhouse um, in my home. Other people like it, but it was trendy, right? And um, the RV industry basically started doing a lot of interiors like that as it was downtrending. <laughs> They're always so, late. You know, They're always a day late and a dollar yeah. short. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think that that's, what you're looking at that lighter you know there's other kinds of light interiors other than that modern farmhouse, house but that's what a lot of them went to over the last few years okay but i i gotta try to get an answer out of you on this like what do you think of the grand design interior like I, you you've been a little coy about whether you like it or not i'm almost wondering if you haven't decided because i feel no yeah. and you look do i like it i'm you're always like what do you look I'm not building. I just, I just built a house, right? Like I like know what I contractor. like and I am. Yeah. I am very particular about style and I know what I like. I have a personal style that isn't like, uh, like really super connected to trends and blah, 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 blah. Like I just know what I like. Um, and I like pull looks together based on that. So the th- like, there's no RV interior out there that's like off the shelf you like my style you like Like, you like airstream interiors come on uh, that's not really true like i can i can rate rv interiors right like compared to each other but when you start to ask me whether like i like it then i feel like i'm like well do like it's it, it's the best RV interior out there, maybe, you know, or yes, do I go for that more modern Scandinavian design that appears in Airstream? Yes, in the RV space. Do you see anything that looks like that in my home, which I just decorated top to bottom? No, but the, to your point, there's no, no RV that looks like the <laughs> interior Because it's just of your not home. my personal style. But- so you're putting me on the spot here. So now I have to explain this to people. So the thing is, is that the... It, Ironically, the interior of this grand design is closer to my personal style than almost anything out there because it has, I hate to say I'm mid-century modern because then people like think she's, she like mid-century modern. I'm much more eclectic than that. I like a lot of like the bow. It's like, I'm this weird, like boho chic with mid-century with coastal. With this little kick of coastal, this little kick of outdoorsy. I, it's, I have a, I have a thing. I have a mix that I always do. Um, but the, but the interior of the grand design actually does go for this sort of mid-century modern retro look. And funny enough, we just bought a house that was built in the seventies. It had the same kind of thing going for it. And I tried to kind of stay true to that and some of the renovations. So we feel like it fits in. I love how you explain myself to me. Because I walked into the grand design the first time, and you, the first time I walked into it, you weren't with me. And I felt at home. I felt comfortable. I, felt, I liked the way it looked. 
I like the way the seats felt like everything about it felt homey. And you just explained to me that it has an interior decor that's kind of like the interior decor of our home. Like, wow, you just kind of blew my mind. No, some, yeah, don't push it. Don't push it, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, like this, the clean lines, right, are super important to me. And this one does have the clean lines. Um, it is like a neutral palette. So if you I, look, I'm a little over the days where I go overboard in an, in the inside of an RV. That was fun for a while, but at the same time, we're like I'm more pragmatic about the RV at this point. And I wanted to do a really good job of taking us to places that I want to go and being a comfortable place to stay in. Um, but I also know what I like, and we'll figure it out. Like it was so funny when I did my airstream. Like I outfitted the interior to be comfortable for me, and somebody online was like, "That's too many pillows." <laughs> I remember that. You <laughs> I was like, uh, why are you trying to gatekeep the number of pillows I if have? There in is my something, RV? Like, if there I is really... one thing in life that is subjective, it's like how many pillows you use. Like everybody It's like, like how life, many pillows life, like what? life is hard enough. We don't need other people telling us how firm our pillows should be. Yeah, she's like, You're gonna you're have. gonna not like well, those like pillows. People, I was people, like I'm 40 something years old. How do you think I don't know my She's pillow 41. quotient by now? I know I have a lot of pillows and I love my pillows. You know what our bed's like here at the house. I have I want to move them. I have to move the pillows to get into yeah. bed at night. But but it's like people ask me like, yeah. am I going to love that Zionist mattress? You and Stephanie always love the Zionist mattresses. Am I, I going to love it? I'm like, dude, I don't know. You got, I can't, can't tell, tell you what that. mattress. That's, that's personal. Can't tell you. That's personal. Can't tell don't you how many pillows you want in your gonna, bed. Yeah. <laughs> So we kind of jumped into the second segment. So let's take a break right now. We'll come back and talk about all the other reasons why we bought the Grand Design Imagine 2800 VH. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique. But our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, Visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please, don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking about why we did buy the Grand Design Imagine 2800BH from our dealer, Whitehorse RV. And we just kind of cheated into this segment and talked about some of the reasons why we bought this trailer in terms of fit and finish, um, interior decor and stuff like that. But there were other reasons. So... When I, when we got seriously RV shopping, I also I went out to the Florida RV Super Show. I didn't go out there to shop. I went out there for a big project for Go RVing, but of course, I'm in the midst of RV shopping. So I took that opportunity to. I, I mean, I walked into a hundred RVs, 
and I looked at the displays of almost every manufacturer in the industry. And one thing that really did um, impress me about Grand Design and, and some of the other companies, actually, it also impressed me about Winnebago, is the owner culture. So if you go to a big show, not your average RV show, not, this is not going to work. If you go to Hershey or Tampa and you want to figure out what RVs are making people the happiest in terms of quality, in terms of everything, go to the display and see if there's a lot of owners hanging out just because they want to hang out. Like at the Grand Design display, there was like 50 people there who clearly were not shopping. They owned Grand Designs and they wanted to visit the Grand Design people. And there are certain manufacturers that have that magic and others that don't, where you walk into, you know, you walk into another manufacturer's display, there's not all these owners hanging out, people that know each other from the forums, people that camp at rallies together, all that stuff. So I'll give credit where credit's due. Winnebago's got that big time. Winnebago owners show up at Florida to hang out with each other. Uh, Grand design owners show up at Florida to hang out with each other. Um, I like Steph, Some you think do. Of- and I just have to say out there for any listeners that are thinking, I'm not buying an RV to make friends or hang out with people. I just want to say that's okay too. <laughs> it's <laughs> like not just about making friends. They, 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 they have a warm, <laughs> they have a warm, I, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. people who have a warm feeling about what they purchased. Yeah. Yeah. And, it brings them joy. To, right? it brings and they them want joy, to share that joy. And they also want to go see the new ones because they're already planning on, on purchasing that same company right. again. People yeah, get hooked that into certain right. companies and they, they just stay with them. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm not happy, saying, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and, and let's, Hey, and let's address this right now because people were commenting on the fact that we didn't get a Jayco, um, on a lot of social media and in the group, we, lo- we loved our Jaycos. Like this was not, we were not buying a Jayco. Like that's 100%. not what happened here. Um, 100%. and if, yeah. And I really do want to say that, like we had, a, like when we're talking about, RV quality and RV experience over the years. I mean, we talk about this offline, like private, like we could count on one hand, the number of issues that we had with RVs over the years. And a lot, some of them were user error, right? Like we did things or we didn't know how to work something or whatever. Um, and some of them were little knickknacky things that if you were paying attention, you'd figure out quickly, right? Like we had a great owner experience with our Jacobs. Incredible. So this was more about, Yeah. Like this was, yeah, it, uh, yeah amazing. It wasn't and a rejection was of, about... of buying a Jayco at all. No. Even though like I right, used to right. work with Jayco and I worked them anymore. It wasn't about that at all. Now, do I know the current quality of 2023 Jaycos? Not super well, obviously, but I, the Whitehawk. We're not super close to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Whitehawk, six years with no problems. Six mm-hmm. years. The only time it went back to the dealer was when I broke something. Yeah, the but octane, no, the same with the octane. The octane was had amazing. a leaky shower, which my because friend Chris one of the fix. pipes just wasn't threaded. Something wasn't tightened, right. so we just like we went it, under and tightened the pipe. Yeah, fixed it. The eagle for two years, I did not go back to our dealer. When I finally no, did never. go back, I was like, "Man, I haven't seen you in a while." I was like, "That means that nothing <laughs> yeah. is literally nothing yeah. has been wrong with that eagle." So no, it was, but then um, it was just about us. We were also very agnostic about brand too. So like to your point, like when we were looking around, look, Grand Design has built a reputation um, over the last years, and um, so we felt like it was um, an interesting 
place yeah. to tread into, right? <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. I'll trade this thing in next year and get a something else, you know? Like, oh, when, <laughs> whatever. Play in the field. I'm just, I'm just letting everybody know, like, you know, what I'll get what I'm, we're going to get what we're going to get. And he's like know? on RV Tinder right now. <laughs> I guess when you, like, you know, that could be exciting for people, right? Like getting on Tinder after, you know, being in a relationship. Okay. So other things, other things that, like, other things that really made us pull the trigger and and put the money down on this thing. Um, thoughtful storage everywhere in a 32 foot rig. A 32 foot rig's not that big, but right. it's a cliche to say it, but every inch has been thought out in this thing. There's storage cubbies next to the beds with USB ports, perfect for a cup of water and your book and your headlamp, whatever. There's an ottoman right beneath where I'm sitting that has a flip up top where I'm going to keep all of our games, like card games and board games and stuff. When you walk in the door over there, there's a little cabinet that's perfect for like the dog leash, the doggy bags, the keys. Um, the front of the RV has the drop down chassis. So the floor doesn't go straight across all the way to the front. It drops down and creates a massive amount of storage in the front. Um, and it just, it just had like, they, they thought through this thing, man. Like they nailed this, this floor plan. I'm not speaking about every grand design floor plan ever made. But like they thought about this one and how people camp and what it's like to be in an RV for long stretches of time. I mean, sometimes you go into an RV and you're like, well, why did they put storage here? It just doesn't make sense with how people use an RV. And like this one, just the or people that Or it's storage design. that's like fake storage. It's like storage that people, when they're shopping, are like, oh, look at the storage. And then you're like, there's absolutely nothing practical that could fit in there. That's how Or I it felt. won't stay in there. Or that happens all the time. I kept saying that I love that grand design pan. I mean, the Winnebago pantry on the yeah. 2801 BHS. I was like, oh, the pantry, the pantry, the pantry. Stephanie's got a pantry. And you were like, you're just like, I don't know. You didn't I'm get like, excited about it. I'm like, that's stupid. It's fine. Some people might love it. It's like fake storage. You can walk it's fake into storage. it. But then it has open shelves. So I'm going to stop all the food. Why do I want to walk in? I want that space to be usable. I don't want to walk in. But then you in. walk in and there's open shelves. So I'm going to yeah. put all my food on open shelves. In a no, you would have had It'll to all go flying when you're driving. No, it would have all had to be modified with bins that were like roped in, you know, with like bungeed in order. The whole thing was just like a walk. Why do I got to do that to me? Yeah, but I'm saying like, why do I have to fix your your walk in pantry? So it makes more sense. Yeah. You know, like yeah. stuff will fly everywhere. Open cabinetry in RVs is not cabinetry. It's decoration. So if you walk into an it's RV. A it's a trick. It, it's nothing. You can't use it in transit. It tricks people. Look, am I going to set up my art? Am I going to pack once I get there? No. Yeah. Okay. No, you have to so, end up putting up netting. Yeah. Thoughtful storage touches galore. The heated massage chairs are really nice. They're really comfortable. Okay. Like they were a real Can selling Can we go point. past the? <laughs> they, you, they were. You could care don't less. Think. Don't buy it. Anybody out there, don't buy it. Look, I, I, did, I did feel like I missed. Like our eagle was like a trim level up. From, oh, it, oh yeah. this I, is imagines the equivalent of um a Jayco Whitehawk. An yeah. eagle's the equivalent of a grand design reflection. Right. This is like a Whitehawk trim point. It's a light yeah. it's a lightweight so, trailer. Yeah. So it was like, yes, I've had a little bit more luxury and this is 
and I'm losing some of that. And it, it just, it was like a noted thing, like, but it wasn't like, oh, we're going to make the decision based on that. Cause yes, those l- luxuries are nice, but they're not necessary to be comfortable in an RV for us. They're also $20,000 more. I mean, like at the end of the day, like if we had right. gone up to the yeah. reflection line uh, above Imagine, like I'm pretty sure I'm looking at 60K, you know, like 40K. I didn't pay yeah. 40K. I paid a little Just more. Just not that, really but... super interested. And, and also, also the kitchen was, is, a good size like for what we've used in the past like the eagle kitchen worked well for us we cook in our rv not everybody does and it is super nice not to have to navigate no counter space the eagle was 32 feet 11 inches this is 32 feet there's nowhere for a garbage can in the grand design in the kitchen i can't figure out where i'd put a garbage can and i keep thinking I, the I eagle think was 11 11- the Eagle was 11 inches longer and they had a whole place for a garbage can. So you stretch out an RV, you get more. Um, yeah. Did, were you yeah. going to say, you know, where you're going to put the garbage can in here? I think so. I don't want to talk about it on the podcast, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have this that. personal conversation about a garbage can. <laughs> last, last couple of things that helped us pull the trigger on the grand design. There's double over double bunks. There's a dinette that we are probably going to convert into like a semi-permanent bed. We can talk more about that later. So all three boys have a, a real bed, you know, a permanent bed or semi-permanent bed. But yet then there's still two seats, still the heated massage chairs that are right behind me. Because what often happens at night is you relax in the bedroom and read in the master bedroom. Max and Theo and Wes all want to lie in their bed and like goof off on their phones for a little bit. But then I like to sit in a chair and read. And the Eagle didn't have that. It just had a chase lounge. So now we're back to having those chairs so everyone can have a bed and we still have some seating but yet it's 32 feet which hits my sweet spot for towing um the bathroom's also nice but you pointed out something about the bathroom that's kind of a limitation or that you were like eh the sink is miniature i wasn't gonna it's say miniature. miniature yeah the sink it is the it's miniature really it's like small. a toy sink it's like a toy sink i don't get it i haven't seen a sink that small in a rig that size i don't know it's weird yeah, it's weirdly small, <laughs> which probably means water splashing everywhere with our That's the thing kids. is if you wash no, your face, you water is going to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, right. Last thing, I really did. I like the exterior look. I think it's a sharp looking travel trailer. I, I don't know if Stephanie necessarily agrees, but I Stop. like the way. Don't, we don't need Whoa. to go down this road again where I explain that literally there's no RV out there that I'm like, look, it's so pretty. <laughs> Okay. Retro, uh, you know, vintage ones, but All right. I don't want to come... actually camp in a vintage RV. <laughs> no, not with the kids. All right, we're going to come back in a second, talk about modifications that we've made already and modifications that we want to make. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals, but their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two, and it's true. 
This spring, we are stocking up our brand new RV with go-to Campco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head on over to campcooutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Campco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVAtlas10. That's campcooutdoors.com and use discount code RVAtlas10 for 10% off your entire order today. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Now it's time to talk about the modifications that we are making and that we want to make to the Grand Design Imagine. We'll run through the list pretty quickly just to give you some ideas of, of things that we've used over the years and that we want back in this RV. I had the dealer install the Max Air vent fan with remote in the bedroom. It is one of my favorite modifications, one of my favorite add-ons. Um, I, I didn't want to like do that myself, so I had the dealer do it. We love that Max Air vent fan because it has many, many speeds, and you can lower it to a, a speed that's nice and quiet. And I, I don't like your typical fan uh, is just super loud, and these are nice and quiet, and they can suck the hot air out, bring the cool air in, and you can also close the top and use them as a ceiling fan. So we added the Max Air vent fan. We love them. The outdoor kitchen, um, I basically am just removing everything in the outdoor kitchen. Like it has there's like, like pieces the, of it lying on the ground outside in the driveway. There's pieces of the egg. I'm sorry. I got to bring them to the recycling center. So there was a non black stone. <laughs> there was a non black stone griddle. I gave it to one of the guys at Whitehorse RV because I'm not having a non I'm not having a non black stone griddle in my RV. Um, there was a mini <laughs> fridge. Gave it to the guy. <laughs> Somebody really they, he really wanted it. Um, there's like a mini fridge, like one of those college dorm fridges that are in every single travel trailer on planet earth. And I looked at you and I was like, do we have to have this in here? And you were like, no, get rid of it. So, um, pulled it out, got rid of the fridge. Uh, we always keep a cooler filled with drinks outside and it holds a lot more drinks than the mini fridge. So just felt no need for that. Reclaimed all that for storage space. The griddle was on a slide out, this more ride slide out tray. That's what's sitting in the driveway right now. I apologize. Mm. We'll get rid of that. Um, so I turned everything in the outdoor kitchen into storage. That's what I wanted to do. Um, now, the next couple of add-ons are things that you got us into over the years. So what are a couple of things you really want to add? Yeah, we the things that I hate. First of all, if you buy an RV, Please don't get online and complain about the mattress. You just need to buy yourself a new mattress. Um, RV mattresses are like you buy this whole RV so that you're more comfortable than you were when you were tent camping or cabin camping or whatever. If you sleep on an RV mattress, you will not be more comfortable than that. For the, like for the most part, there may be some exceptions out there. Um, so just please just go ahead and swap it out. Save yourself. I'm not going to tell you. We always have. We've been using these Zionists ones for years they're so affordable so comfortable people will say oh well it's the memory foam does it you know will it make me hot will I sweat I don't know you have to know your own mattress type everybody is different um but the Zinus works for us and it does work for a lot of people especially at the price point that it's at the price point's just phenomenal uh, we um, just another ordered one thing for 200 bucks without is the, yeah you can't beat that and it'll and it Every mattress has always lasted us like the life of the RV that we've had, you know, the whole time that we've had the RV. Another modification that I cannot live without is the RV lock. Um, it's the keyless lock entry. We swapped, I think we put our first one on the Octane. 
I don't remember the or toy, maybe the White the Hawk. octane, um, or maybe the I think I might have put one on the White Hawk, but um, it's just like a game changer to not have to be searching for those RV keys to know that you have the little remote on your keys or that you have the key that you could just enter. In. So when your kids go back from the pool and they went back, but oh wait, it's locked, right? They don't have to come back to the pool or whatever. Um, it just if you've RV'd for a little while, you've probably had your fair share of key debacles and the RV lock solves all that. And I love it to death. And they're, e- they're e- it's an um, easy install. Yeah. And the, the most of the rest of these are really things that I know you're going to want. Oh, I the oxygenics. Yeah. The oxygenics is one that's a, again, a no brainer. It's not ox, uh, oxygen, oxygenics. Ox- what did ox. I put an extra syllable in there? Yeah. Um, yeah, these are these just swap out your shower head, right? There's no reason it's like, did you already do this out there or I bought not the yet. new Oxygenics. Oh, okay. It's in the garage okay. with all the stuff. So I've got to do an install or convince you to do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, it takes like 10 minutes tops to do it. So this is just one of the easiest ways to have a more comfortable. Again, you bought an RV for a sh- comfortable shower, probably a comfortable bed. So do these things to just make it a little bit better. Um, I don't know how I can live without on-demand hot water. That sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but it's an, the it's another thing. The Truma is another thing that we've had for years and years. And when we've rented RVs without it, I'm like, oh, how does anybody live like this? I can't well, even this, take it. The Grand Design, so here's the trick. The Grand Design has the Furion on-demand water system. And I'm gonna be really we'll honest. Yeah, I'm not. We'll I, say. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't have super high hopes that it's gonna match the Truma Aquago. So, it, um, I it's think not the Germans. No, it's not German engineering. Um, I, I think we'll end up with the Aquago. Uh, it's they're not cheap. You know, it's definitely over a thousand dollars. No, I know. But we'll they, say. but it's it's. I know, it's, I know. It's probably. I haven't looked at the price of it in a long time because the last one we had installed was the eagle like four years ago now so the price could have gone way up i don't know and they don't advertise the price you really got to get to the point where you're about to buy it and put it in to get the price um the truma aquago delivers the hot water quickly efficiently and it just keeps going going and going and i hear that the furion one does take a while to warm up that you're sitting there for a while waiting for it to warm up um we are also definitely adding a big solar package this yeah. from this has the grand design solar package, which is like one panel and a solar controller. It's not yeah. e- there's not even an AGM it's like charge or lithium yourself battery. Home, thanks. It's yeah. not e- so look, we have friends at Go Power. We're gonna work with Go Power, hopefully, um, on getting a really, really awesome solar system. I might be a beta tester for some really cool new stuff. And it would basically just be like removing what we have right now. It'll be sitting in the driveway. Yeah, because I that's another thing. It's just like once you've had the solar, it's just really hard to go without it. So Yeah, and we for us we're, we're in New Jersey. There's not tons of quote unquote boondocking around here. Uh, there's not BLM land around here, but there's great harvest host options in New Jersey. And we love state park camping at Estique Island. We do that every fall and there's there's no hookups there. I mean, there is electric, but we can never get one of those electric sites. So even though we're from the East Coast where boondocking's not as popular, we still want a solar package. I want a solar package that can get me three to four nights of boondocking, and I'll be absolutely thrilled. All right, we're going to come back in a second and talk about some listener modifications. 
But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Go RVing. GoRVing's website, GoRVing.com, is packed with all of the information you need to get started and go RVing. Check out GoRVing's Get Started tab to find information from real RVers about buying an RV, renting an RV, finding a campground, and a comprehensive first-timers toolkit. The Buying an RV section includes a complete guide to buying a new RV and tips for visiting national parks. The Renting an RV section explores your options for trying before buying. The Finding a Campground section lets you search for campgrounds by state. The First Timers Toolkit is a robust set of blog posts and how-to videos that will turn you into an expert RVer in no time at all. GoRVing's Get Started tab is packed with the content you need to become a more experienced RVer and have fun doing it. And this is just a small sample of the content you will find there. To find out more, head on over to GoRVing.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Now it is time to talk about some modifications that our listeners are making. I asked everyone in the RV Atlas group on Facebook what mods they were making this year, and I got tons and tons of, of answers. So I uh, can't get everybody in here, but let's mention some of the things that some of the members of the RV Atlas group are doing. So Tom McMahon is changing the interior lights to LED, and that's one of the things that about 10 people said they're doing, right? That sounds like, a, I huh. guess that's, yeah, I just think that it's I feel like so gotten... many of them come with LED now, so this must be maybe people with use that are like trying to upgrade to that. Or, or... you have a five-year-old oh, okay. RV, and and now all of a sudden, yeah. you know, there's there's they're, they're much cheaper. Well, that's been something that I've been keeping an eye on is how many people or who may have traded in, right? Because we all know that people keep their RVs. Actually, data shows do not keep their RVs very long, um, under five years for the majority of RV owners. So what I'm wondering is if there's people that would normally come across along that buy cycle that because of wonky RV pricing right now are going to keep the RV that they already own instead That's of doing true. a trade. And you might be seeing some of these mods happen like, okay, well, we're going to keep it. Let's make it a little better. Let's make it a little more comfortable. Well, and that seems like a quick, easy, and affordable one to do. Guy Frederick is doing the DIY roof mount AC airflow mod to reduce noise and improve flow. And uh, so let me stop there for a second. He's doing something else. A bunch of people mentioned this. This is like one of those things that people are doing now. So there's this mod, you and I'm not super familiar with this, to be honest. A lot of RV air conditioners are really loud. We've learned that over the years. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a modification you can do to make them quieter. Uh, Guy is also um, insulating the underbed part of the storage pass-through because you can, can, can get some cold air coming up in, behind the master bed because that's your front storage unit, basically, your front storage area. Yeah, and some people struggle with like having actually some mold or mildew grow on that panel under your mattress because of that differential in the temperature in your RV and then That's in that pass-through. That <laughs> I'm so dumb sometimes. The more you know, Jack. <laughs> I know. So, it's so logical. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I was wondering, why are people talking about mold? Well, we never had that problem. So I never thought no, about we it, haven't. I guess. Nick yeah, Missler. I don't know if is... it's because we always had more insulation, like with, you know, underbellies and stuff. I don't know. It never had mold under the bed. Nick we Missler never. is adding a pop top to his camper van. Love this guy's it. 
like ripping a hole out of the roof of his camper van and putting a pop. I know pop that's in. something you that. Go, man. Yeah, it's like a, a rule that we have. Like already, these mods, a couple of them have um, included cutting into things. That is something we do not do. Like we pay other people to cut into. I get nervous putting in the RV lock, our... and you just have to like unscrew it and pull yeah. it out and put the. <laughs> to cut anything and i'm like oh my we god do i gotta not re- cut holes in our i gotta remove the phillips head the rv might fall apart um, but more power more power to the people that do it nick's also adding solar tons of people said they're adding an extra lithium battery they're adding you know solar etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think a lot of people add lithium batteries because they're so expensive right so you get your rv and maybe have one and then every year you add one until you eventually get get what you want to get because they can be like a thousand bucks a pop Justin Brammer is hoping for solid steps and a tankless water mm-hmm. heater. I I can't very imagine good choices. I, I don't know that Maggie can get up the non-solid steps anymore. Well, if you have dogs, it's honestly very difficult for dogs to navigate those steps. And they they can be very tricky on their nails and stuff like that. So solid steps for um people and pets are a good choice. Sharon Lund Powell is replacing her uncomfortable sofa with Rec Rec Pro recliners, also replacing her dinette Mm -hmm. cushions with Rec Pro cushions. I feel like I need to go look at Rec Pro's website because I never heard of it. I know. I know. People all over the place are Googling right now. Rec Pro, their their traffic website just went up. Stock just went up. (laughs) Laura Pettit Rusick is, and I apologize if I'm getting anybody's name wrong. Uh, recently changed to the RV lock keyless. That's a very popular product. Uh, yep. Lots of people have Good it. Good job. You'll love Ter- it. Teresa wants a new 30 amp power cord and lithium batteries. Everybody wants the lithium yeah. batteries. I still think AGMs are pretty darn good. Well, sure. They are like, especially I think it's like bang for your buck, right? Like if you're like us and we always like don't spend like it's like we're it's like we spend money, but we don't like get the best of the best for our RV a lot. Like we're kind of in that, you know, Consumer Reports like has the best value. You know, they always like whenever they're like ranking everything, it always be like the best. value. I feel like that's always the one we go with. I'm an Amazon's choice guy. Okay. Amazon. Kim, three, three different people. Kim, a different Kim, and Tamara all said they're adding new backsplash on the wall. Oh, yeah, I guess fine. behind the kitchen. Yeah, that sounds like a cool project. If you're if you're somewhat handy, I think that's something you could do. Daniel Ruiz is going to reupholster the dinette seats and maybe the sofa, among other projects. Tina Armejo wants to add two 100 amp hour lithium batteries. As I just mentioned, I think people add them in stages. Nick is transforming an older travel trailer into a Philadelphia Eagles tailgate mobile. He actually posted a picture of this old travel trailer he bought. It must be like a second RV. And he's turning it into his Philadelphia Eagles tailgate machine. I'm not going to comment on the Philadelphia Eagles part of it. Forget that part. He's turning it into into a tailgate machine. That is (laughs) so cool. You better post, Nick, if you're listening, you better post pictures of this as you do that in the RV Atlas group. I see that. Yeah. Cindy has a 1999 A-liner and the refrigerator is just a cooler. So she's removing it and adding a 12-volt Demende fridge. I thought that was a typo, yeah. and she is meant that... a Dometic fridge. It's actually a brand. That's what I... Demende. Oh, <laughs> I thought the same exact thing. I thought, do we mean Dometic here? Yeah. I, I looked but up Demende way... fridges. Okay, another thing we're Googling. Um, We learn so much every day, but that's another thing that people out there, even whether or not you have an A-liner or whatever, like just upgrading to a 12-volt cooler maybe a really cool upgrade to help you kind of manage your your food and drinks and stuff 
And prices are coming down on those 12 volt coolers. There's starting to be some good ones for like 500 yeah. bucks instead of a thousand. Um, Nancy says she had to sell her RV because her hubby has health issues, but will be back. And I love Aww. that comment. We I know love you that well. optimism. Nancy, Nancy we tell know your you husband. We hope he's doing well. Amanda says uh, the modification she's going to make to her RV is to make it a bunkhouse. Okay, so we're actually going to have to buy a new one. A lot of people had some little funny jokes. She's Her <laughs> modification is a new RV. <laughs> well, for most people, it is. Nathan Rathmull says the modification he will be making is to its location. Get it? Yeah. Well, it's Nathan gonna... has been through a lot of RVs. He's done a fair share of RV shopping over the years. I so think he just means he's going to take a camp. He'll get a pass. I yeah, think he's no, saying he's going mean. like, right, to okay. modify the location, take it camping. He, so. Yeah, he can he can get a pass on modifications this year and just go camping. Okay, uh, that was it. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones in the RV Atlas group on Facebook, but good luck to everybody with all of your modifications this year. I hope you all wish us luck with the new Grand Design Imagine 2800 Share them BH. in the Facebook group. Yeah, keep sh- as you do them, You share do them. them. Awesome. Because then well, other that- people get to say. Stephanie, thank you for um, coming on to the podcast after having like 18 meetings in a row this morning. I know you had a really just busy another morning. day. It's just, just another day. day. It's the home office. <laughs> but at least it's at the home office. At the home office. It's what I do. Did you get a lunch break? No, before we started, that's what I said. I said, you have to give me 15 minutes because I have to eat something. And I actually wanted to text so you like very, three very questions. I actually wanted to text you like three questions, but I stopped myself because I was like, she needs her 15 minutes. Oh, minute look break. at you practicing self-control. All right, everybody. We will be back next Friday. We're releasing the RV Atlas podcast every Friday morning between now and December. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate every download, and we hope to see all of you at the campground. See you at the campground. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.